0: You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning and
1: thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, professor of pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Well, many people do set resolutions in the name of good health or teaching some kind of habit or vice. Now, that seems harmless and maybe sometimes useful. But after a year, when we've had uncertainty, it was the running theme. Is it time for us to finally ditch resolutions for something maybe more useful? Well, there's a lot of history to why we keep trying to make changes, and we'll talk about that. But I also want to hear from you about what you're doing. So I want to talk about what's going on in your life. So listeners, this is your turn to talk about it. Listeners, call us and let us know what you've learned from 2020. And what your resolutions are. Do you feel that it's healthy or wise to even make those New Year's resolutions? I really would like to know what you think. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 Or you can send an email to family at org. Well, I know you heard... Um, hopefully, if you listened last week, sort of the best of 2020. And we had a lot of tough things to talk about in 2020. But, but let's talk about year going forward. Let's move forward. And I love, as you probably know, if you've listened to me on the radio before, I love understanding how traditions came, became traditions. I love um, delving into the history but I've never read um as to why we've always made these resolutions on January first. So I did a little bit of reading on the history and I want to share it with you in case you haven't um haven't looked into the history. So this is the way it goes. The first New Year's resolutions date back to over about four thousand years ago in Babylon. So the Babylonians um, started the tradition during a 12-day New Year celebration. And um, so 4,000 years ago, when I was reading this out loud, my daughter who's visiting said, well, maybe we should keep it going since it's gone on for 4,000 years. And then my husband said, yeah, I think the pattern's kind of set. You're supposed to make and then break the resolutions. And we laughed. But anyway, during the this festival, um, the Babylonians would plant crops, crown a new king, or pledge their loyalty to the reigning king, and then make promises to the gods, pay their debts, and return to any return any borrowed items. So they were sort of setting a new lease, giving back what they had borrowed, starting anew. They believed that if they kept their words the gods would look favorably upon them in the year ahead. So if the Babylonians, they thought, if they broke their promises, they would fall on the bad side of the gods. So then Julius Caesar in 46 BC um, decided to change the calendar year. Now, the new calendar year was actually in March with the Babylonians because they planted their crops then. But Julius Caesar changed it to 46 B.C. and said January, um, in 46 B.C. and said January the 1st would be the start of the new year. And this new date honored Janus, who was a two-faced god, who symbolically looked back into the previous year and then looked forward into the new year. So, um, the Romans would offer sacrifices to this God, Janus, the forward and backward and forward looking god and and promise their good behavior for the new year. So it goes on this there's really quite a bit of history. Um, now keep in mind if I'm telling you about these gods, I'm not suggesting that we do any sacrifices, right? All right now. New Year's resolutions were also made in the Middle Ages when knights would review their chivalry and they would place their hands on a live or a roasted peacock. And, you know, I I view, I would like for us to think of the live, beautiful peacock instead of the roasted peacock. But anyway, they called it the annual peacock vow. And that would happen at the very end of the year as a resolution to continue their knighthood values in the coming year. So it just continues. New Year's Scottish writer Anna um, Halleck wrote a diary entry talking um, about several New New Year's resolutions, not yet called that. Um, she said things like, I will not offend anymore. So in 1802, um, the tradition of making and failing to keep New Year's resolutions was so common that people satirized it. They kind of made fun of the practice because they knew people made promises and then they let go of promises. And so an, um, a magazine writer wrote a series of resolutions and jokes um, in a newspaper, and listen to this, I thought it was really funny, but you have to listen to get the full gist of it. He wrote, and yet, I believe there are multitudes of people accustomed to receive injunctions of New Year resolutions, who will spend all the month of December with a serious determination of beginning the New Year with new resolutions and new behavior. With, all, with the full belief that they shall thus expiate and wipe away all their former faults. So, you know, I think it's very clear that people keep trying to start over with the, the New Year's resolutions. Um, and it started so long ago, and we keep struggling with whether or not we should be doing resolutions whether or not they're helpful or whether or not they're just disappointing and, and more hurtful. So I'd love to hear from you, to hear your thoughts. That's the history. Um, so today's resolutions are often health focused, driven by you know our overindulgence or perhaps our missteps during the previous year. And then the new year makes us want to turn things around. But here's the story. At least 40% of people in the U.S. set New Year's resolutions. About 22% still do it in the U.K., which I think is interesting why the lower number. If anyone knows that or has thoughts about that, I'd like to hear. Um, But research shows, I know you keep hearing this, 80% 80% of people break their resolutions by the first week of February and only 8%, 8% are successful in continuing their resolution. So we must be doing something wrong. We set these lofty goals, but they become overwhelming. We don't make a good plan to achieve the goals. Um, so we we don't approach this perhaps the right way. And we can talk about maybe ways to approach it or whether we shouldn't even make the resolution itself. I'd love to, to hear from you about that. So give us a call at 1877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. I want to hear from you. Um, You know, there's some things that very clearly we do wrong, like saying, I want to get fit. I'm going to eat better. Um, Instead of setting a specific goal, like I'm going to do yoga every Monday and Wednesday. That's very specific. You know, we've talked about in behavioral um, medicine, how important it is to be very specific. Don't just say, I'm going to be good. um, Or to a child, you should be good. Tell them what good is. And so when we talk about resolutions, I think we probably need to approach it in somewhat a similar way. Be very specific. And, And that way, maybe we can avoid uh, what's been dubbed as resolution disappointment, because if you put if you put things in the right phase, um, in the right um, set of rules, then it will be much easier to keep. You know, it's just like go in your room and decide that you're going to clean out your entire room. Um, instead of doing that, if it's really a big huge mess, take one section at a time and that's what we need to do with our lives is sort of take one section at a time. so don't overdo, don't don't set yourself up for failure. So, I think what we'll do now is go to our first break. Uh, We have all Open Lines listeners. I want you to jump in and tell us, what have you done or not done? Did you give up? Did you decide New New Year's resolutions are ridiculous? Are are you going to start continue what the Babylonians started 4,000 years ago with trying to turn over a new leaf each time? Um, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one we will take this first break. We'll be right back. This is Relatively Speaking.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app.
3: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about whether or not we should even be setting New Year's resolutions, and if we do, how do we make it stick a little better, and why? what are our mistakes? We know that resolutions have been going on for a long time. 4,000 years plus. So what do we need to do differently? I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you you do, whether or not you're setting them, whether or not you feel good about what you're doing, and um, or if you've given up and you think it's all ridiculous and we should stop doing this after 4,000 years of not doing so great, even... Um, we know that even uh, the Babylonians had some great disappointments and felt like they had to, to make promises to gods and do sacrifices to the gods to try to make the next year better than the previous one. So give us a call at one mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Well, let's talk a little bit about why some people get frustrated and and decide not to make resolutions. So sometimes the stress that we place in ourselves to uphold a resolution can can be sort of counterproductive, right? We think it's going to help us be more productive, but then we add stress and frustration. And instead of being able to move forward, if we feel like we're failing, that we sort of drop back and just pine and forget it. Don't even try. Um, many who have worked in the area of addiction or habit change have found that the most important thing that needs to happen is that. First of all, there's a firm desire to make a change, not just because you think you should have done it, but that you really plan to do it, like with um, stopping uh, tobacco use or diminishing or stopping drinking. You have to have the firm desire to do it or it just won't happen. And then you have to have a clear plan. Not just that I'm going to stop. And yes, I have all these stories about people um, just determining that they're going to lose 50 pounds or completely stop smoking. And they do it. They throw a carton of cigarettes away. They all of a sudden start eating 1,500 calories a day instead of 3,000 and they lose weight. That's hard. There are only a very few people out there who do that abruptly. So what you have to know is the right way to do this for most of us, and that would certainly be me included, is to set it up in a stepwise fashion. So there's nothing inherently bad about setting New Year's resolutions. It just becomes problematic when you're doing it from a place of pressure and obligation, but not... From a place of good planning. So um, let's go to the phones. I'm happy that we have Dottie from Leland, Mississippi on the line who's gonna jump in and start off our conversation. Hi, Dottie, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. So, what are your thoughts? Talk to us. Well, uh,
4: I just, you know, I was just listening to you, and the thing that I learned, uh, I relearned. Really Last year is just to never, 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 never give up.
1: Mm, that's there a good one. many
4: times when I thought about, uh, I just can't do this anymore. But you just can't not do things. You have to always hang in there. You have to. Because it will, everything that you need to do will come about. And everything that happens has good in it. So... It's all important. If we've been doing these New Year's resolutions for 4,000 years, have for many years,
1: mm-hmm.
4: why in the world would we stop now? So, <laughs> you know, so that's a, I never, never, never give up on that, But sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, we break them, yeah, we break them, but it gives you something to aim toward at least.
1: I think that's a really, really good point, and i I think that's what happens so many times is people get frustrated and just give up instead of saying oops I made a misstep um, I'm gonna do a do-over here we'll put yesterday behind us and face today Dottie how did you get yourself to arrive to that is there some support system that you use or is it just inherent in your nature that you're one of those positive lessons. people
4: <laughs> <laughs> so that it, that is going to lead. I've just had a lot of lessons, and I have learned that you know if you do give up, you stop you've not you've lost what you have done, likely, and you're stuck then, so you know you just can't you have to keep plodding on there's a lot to look forward to at the end,
1: yeah. That's very positive, Dottie. Thank you for that message. Never, never, never. I don't know how many times you said it. Probably three or four. Five. five. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) five. Five times. Don't give up. And it's okay. Um, None of us are perfect, right? And so it's important to remember that those missteps. If you you know fail forward, I think one of my friends uses that often. One of our psychologists. If you fall forward, or fail forward, yeah, then wonderful. you're you're at least taking a movement in the right direction. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dottie, for starting off the conversation, and we'd love to hear from more of you about sort of the technique that you use to to stay stay positive with trying to resolve to make a change. It doesn't, I think one thing, one error that we make is often trying to take too big of a step. Those baby steps forward sometimes are the very best things you can do. So I'll give you some examples in just a minute, but I'm going to give that phone number out again because I want to hear from more of you. It's 1-877-NPB-RING. That's 877 877- 672-7464. Give us a call about what you are doing. Maybe if you've had some resolution disappointments, how you've been able to maybe turn over a new leaf. Never, 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 never give up, as Dottie says. So, you know, the, the common... Resolution ideas. I really don't even need to throw them out. Weight loss, kick unhealthy habits, spend more time with family or friends, prioritize your own mental health. But let me give you some very specific examples that might be helpful for you. Like, instead of just saying, I'm going to spend more time with family or friends, say, Once a week, I'm going to take the time to sit down and reach out to one family member or once a week, just snail mail um, note about to a very close friend of mine. So, um, you know, making it very precise instead of I'm going to lose 10 pounds, say I plan To make myself eat healthier by diminishing or deleting carbohydrates in my diet or just diminishing the serving that I put on my plate, you know serving your plate um eating on a smaller plate um seems to be a really good technique for people so to change to a large salad plate or one of those brunch plates rather than a large dinner plate um simple things like that sometimes are better ways to move along um in in making resolutions so you know if if Ever there were a, a year that we should let go of and resolve to to make some positive changes, perhaps 2020 was one of them. But there are some positive takeaways from 2020, and I'm going to go over some of them with us before we go to the next break. But I certainly, I still want to hear from you. Tell me what you are doing. Um, to maybe set the stage for 2021 being a better year. I know everybody's hoping for that. I know everybody is. But let me tell you about some of the positive takeaways from 2020. So one thing that happened very early in the shutdown was because traffic diminished, people driving diminished. Do you remember looking at some of the the satellite shots of our Earth, the pollution significantly decreased. Not just a little bit, but a huge amount of pollution. I do believe, I do, because I know I saw it around my little town here in Canton. I saw more people walking than I've ever seen. More people walking their dogs, walking with each other, stopping and talking, to people who were sitting on porches waving to each other. It was so different and has been. So I hope that will continue. That was a positive change. Um, Many people started discovering the fun of board games. Board game sales went up significantly. DIY projects, I bet our DIY um, shows have helped people a lot that we have in, on Think Radio. But that changed a lot, right? Um, Zoom meetings and communication became much more clearly. People learned stuff that they had never learned before and how to conduct meetings, how they didn't have to drive uh, to, to be able to connect with people. So, all right. Um I have, Roger is on the line from Cleveland, Mississippi, who's going to join in the conversation. So I'm going to go right back to the phones. Hi, Roger.
5: Thanks Hi, how are calling. you? Thanks for calling. Thank you. And actually, Doing I'm in great. Clarksdale, Thank Mississippi. You. I'm in Clarksdale, just north of Cleveland.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> Clarksdale.
5: But those are our friends and neighbors. Great so city. all good.
1: Yes. Great but, city.
5: Uh, talking about, you know, resolutions and, uh, you know, things we've learned from last year, which is hard to even imagine now saying it as last year versus it ongoing it seemed like the longest year. Uh, but here in Clarksdale, mm-hmm. you know, we sort of hang our hat on blues music and festival events, club music, juke joints. And for the musicians here, it was a disaster of a year, of course, like everywhere, um, because sure. it was so yeah. little work, you know, and uh, shutting down for a couple months entirely in April and May. Um, but, you know, we learned a lot forced ourselves to learn a lot in terms of trying to keep everything going in sort of this new uh, viral age, viral in two ways, I suppose. Um, So we were able, through uh, the efforts of Colleen Byers here in Clarksdale with Live from Clarksdale.org to take our live blues shows every single day online. Uh, I think we missed two days um, in March when everything shut down. But since then, Clarksdale has had at least one live blues show streaming on the World Wide Web every single day, including, you know, today. Um, So that's a big turnaround for us since none of the venues and virtually, well, really, none of the musicians were doing anything like streaming, you know, in 2019. Um, Also, of course, we had to cancel and or take online several of our festivals. And that's been a big learning curve for me. Um, dealing with festivals in the pandemic era, since um, I'm involved with several festivals. Um, Currently, we're in fact planning our Clarksdale Film and Music Festival for the last weekend of this month. And the effort that is going into what is a very small festival by nature, not to mention the expenses involved with it to make it safe, um, are pretty crazy. But it's, again, a great learning experience and we believe we can present something that is safe for a very small group if they're willing to, you know, help us out wearing masks and all the, the fun stuff we've learned to do in the past, the past year. So it's, it's been a real learning curve for us. Um, as far as resolutions go for this year, I don't really know. I suppose I don't usually <laughs> do them, um, but I'm, you know, all of us here that are involved with the music scene are involved with planning things way out. Really trying to think things out. I suppose my resolution would be the same thing I would have said after March of last year, which is just not to do things if we can't do them safely um, and responsibly, uh, but absolutely not to give up, to try to do things. And, you know, if they have to just be online, that's fine too. You know, we keep in contact with all of our yeah. friends and fans around the world that way. Uh, when in person, when we can do things in person, we will. Um, but I think that's something we all need to think about. You know, it's, uh, Definitely the almighty dollar is just not the driver in this situation. Uh, we want to make right. clubs, missions, and supporters money for their music and art and efforts when we can. Um, but I'd much rather see them around for 2022, you know, than to do something now just to do it.
1: Amen. Well, Roger, this is ex- exciting. Yes, Clarksdale is a wonderful music spot that has been very popular for a long time. Okay, tell everybody, tell our listeners how they can access the online um streaming that you've got going on. This this is so great. And I'm understanding from Michelle McAdoo that you are uh, very popular in Clarksdale. I think people are very happy with what you're doing. So um, tell us a little bit more about how people can access this before we go to our next break.
5: Sure. If people go to live from that's the easiest way to sort of gain access to the daily uh, live streams. Or if you want to go directly to them, they're all through Facebook and live from Clarksdale on Facebook would be your easiest thing to check. Um, if people, as you know, they start to get out more, want to see live music in person, and or learn about the live streams. They can also go to my music calendar at cathead.biz.
1: Okay. Well, this is great. Thank you so much for calling in. And I think this is pointing out something that um, people had to pivot a bit. And, you know, certainly musicians and people in the entertainment um, industry have certainly suffered. So if we can support them online, um, you know, until you get that COVID vaccine or, feel like you're safe. Um, like Roger said, if you in attend, uh, attend anything live, certainly make sure that you obey all the rules, wear that mask, protect yourself, protect others. But Roger, thank you for calling and, and teaching, um, others how we've learned to pivot a bit, uh, during difficult times. So listeners, um, What was your biggest takeaway from 2020? What was your biggest lesson learned? I know Don't Give Up seems to be one of those going themes, and I love it that Dottie started, uh, let's keep talking about that too. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking and I'm Dr. Susan Buttris. And we are talking about the age old, like 4,000 plus year age old um, practice of making New Year's resolutions um, starting in Babylonia and moving through the Romans and and then on to our little young United States we seem to keep trying and um, I am not suggesting that we stop trying I am suggesting that we try to do a better job of, one, looking back and um, what was good in the past, what was good in 2020 that we can see in a positive manner and how can we build on that. And then if we make a resolution to make sure, make sure that our resolutions are reachable um, to make unrealistic or broad-based resolutions is is absolutely not helpful to anyone. So we've got all open lines. This is not a repeat. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and join in the conversation. Would love love to have you with us. So, Michelle, I'm going to pull you in, Michelle McAdoo, um, my producer extraordinaire, who, um, what about you? What are you doing?
0: Well, I normally don't make resolutions. I don't call it resolutions. I just call it, of course, the phone ring. We want callers, but I call it goals. Well, I set goals. I set goals every day, yeah. every month. So I just set goals of what I want out of 2020. I'm going to grab this call okay, so we can yo, get more callers yeah, in.
1: Callers. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, as, we, as we're as we moving through, I think that set goals um, is is really another way to, to couch it as a resolution or a resolve to, to do something. And, and I know some of you out there are list makers and tend to write yourself a list. I know my husband is very good at this. He will sit down at the beginning of a day and, and write a list of things that he needs to do. And he might not complete that list In the day, but he'll check off as he moves along and then move to the next one. That's a goal. And that's sort of a resolve to get something done. And so I I think sometimes we think resolutions have to be earth shattering or life changing. And they don't. They can just be, like I said earlier in the show, that a baby step, something small that you take on. Um, And so that you accomplish, check, you've done it, and then you can move, move on. Um, As we're, as we're talking, you know, um, I think mental health, um, the mental health piece is so important. And as we are looking at goals, objectives, resolutions, whatever we want to call them, Um, One piece that I would like for everybody listening on this show to think about is to focus on their mental health and to focus on their self-awareness. Um, on on where they are right now and where they need to be, how they could be better off. And we'll talk more about this as we move along in the show. But I want to get back to the phones. I'm happy that we have Rocky from Ocean Springs. Hi, Rocky. Thanks for calling.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: Yes. Talk to us just, about your thoughts.
2: I just, I just wanted to say that somebody once told me that to make a resolution that you do a better job of keeping is to find something that you do that's good And try to do more of it. So if you read, you know, 30 minutes a day, try to read 40 minutes a day. And if you call your parents once a week, try to call them twice a week. And you're more likely to to hold those resolutions, hold yourself to those resolutions. If you just find something good and do it more, more often do it better instead of trying to come up with something that you don't do and try to get yourself to do it.
1: I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense have you done that have you been able to build on, on a positive skill set that you have
2: most definitely I mean, I'm a teacher so I try to reach students and I try to to empathize with the where they're coming from and I teach at passview High School and so there's some there's some uh, tough tough home lives that they have to overcome and so my resolution is to try to you know empathize more and try to see where my students are coming from and you know what what that baby in the back seats doing that you know while they're trying to drive through life and get through high school you know know what's going on in their life and and try to empathize with them
1: yeah you know rocky uh often when i hear someone who is in the military i thank them for their service but i'd like to thank you as a teacher for your service because i I, I eight years eight years you know as well oh also wow say that again you spent how many years in the marine corps
2: Eight eight years in the Marine Corps,
1: Wow, well, thank you for that service too. That's amazing. So you know one thing i I want to to remind everybody about and and Rocky just said it. he just said it um in terms that weren't quite as plain as I'm gonna say, um many times teachers, um child care providers are the one positive thing that some children have in their life. It may not be their home life. It may, it may be um, one of those teachers out there who, who really reaches a child and lets them know that they care about them. So any, any teachers, child care providers out there, uh, Rocky said it so well that you never know what's going on with those children elsewhere, so when they're when they're there with you, remember, you may be that one positive person that they remember the rest of their life. That you help them realize that they had value. um Rocky, are you teaching virtual or face to face right now?
2: I'm teaching face to face right now. Hopefully, we keep it mm-hmm. that way for now.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. Tough.
2: It's tough. Virtual stuff because you don't get to learn about the students as much because you're more on delivering the lessons and giving them the work and trying to get them through it. So it makes it a really little yeah. tougher than if you're face to face.
1: I think I think it does. I think that, um, you know, I, I've done both the virtual office visits yeah. and the face to face. And and I think there's some positives. Sometimes you get an in, you get some insight into what's really going on in the home. Um, uh, yeah. when you're doing a virtual visit and you can see how they're struggling maybe just with bandwidth and not being able to have the connectivity
2: oh,
1: right. yeah right but, you know
2: a, um, a social a sociology teacher told me one time that uh if you go to a prison you talk to those prisoners and they come from broken homes or alcoholic parents or drug parents and you know grew up in not wrong neighborhood and you know, or just you know, just different things, different uh, negatives. And I asked her the question, and the question was, well, how come everybody that comes from situations doesn't end up in prison? And it took her a while to come up with an answer, but the answer she came up with is that somebody changes their perspective and looks, makes them give them, gives them the education to change their life, so they don't end up as a negative statistic. And I thought, what a great, what a great answer, especially for somebody going to school to be a teacher, that that positive person is the one that changed them and kept them from being that. That prisoner or that negative statistics of society. And it's exactly what you just said yeah. on that. You
1: said that so well, though. And to reiterate it, it's good to know that that message is out there because there is solid research that has shown that. And if we would all remember, I know I keep using this cliche statement. It takes a village. But if we would all remember that we all have a part in every single child's life and we can make a difference, then we would have an awesomely better world. I have no doubt about it. So, um, Rocky, thank you for your call again. And thank thank you you for your service on two fronts in the military and as a teacher. So with that, I think we'll take our final break we still have plenty of time for people to call um, and join in this conversation i think it's ter- taken a really positive turn give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING that's 877-672-7464 or you can send that email to family at mpbonline.org and if you haven't heard all of this show and you want to start at the very beginning and hear the history, uh, don't forget that you can go to your favorite podcast and listen um, to uh, go to MPB Think Radio, Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking, and you can hear the show. Well, this is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. We're going to keep talking about how we can view things um, in a positive manner for the coming year and maybe set those goals and resolutions. We'll be right back.
4: This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks.
3: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: welcome back and thanks for listening I'm dr. Susan buttress um, and we are talking about uh, resolutions um, what what was your best lesson learned what do you hope will happen moving forward in this coming year so so what are your your thoughts from the last year as to what you learned and then, what do you think we need to all be striving for or that you want to strive for? Do you have a baby step or is it a giant step? I really, we've got a few minutes. Please give us a call and um, let's hear from you at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. You know, I'll say one of the one of the biggest things that that I learned from the previous year is that um, you have to learn to be able to pivot. You have to be um, malleable, changeable, and realize that just because it's the way we always did it doesn't mean you have to keep doing it that way. I have always been a, a big proponent of having face-to-face meetings and um, kind of fought virtual teaching and virtual meetings because I just felt the face-to-face um, was so important. And it is. It still is. And I much prefer... Uh, to be able to, if I'm trying to watch the reaction of someone, I'd much prefer obviously seeing their face. Zoom and Webex has allowed some of that, and that's good. Um, But I'm not saying that that we don't need to go back to -to face-to-face, I think we do. But I think being flexible and adaptable are really important. Oh good. We have another caller. We have Daniel from Pascagoula. Hi Daniel. Thanks for joining.
3: Happy New Year to you.
1: Well, happy new year to you.
3: Well, you tell know, us what to, your I thoughts had, I had, are. I I had to hear your voice before the before, you know, the beginning of the year. My resolution <laughs> is my resolution is and I feel that us us in here in the South, I want us to be the golden ticket for America. I want us. We've seen so many trials and tribulations. We've seen so many things happen, racial and all kind of things. But I want us to be the spiritual lead. The neighbors love thy neighbors as you love thyself. You know uh, how to handle situations together because we've been through so many hurricanes, tornadoes, different times and stress and. It was so beautiful to see other people. I'm an African-American, you know. And it was so good to see my brothers from other nationalities, my Italians, my Irish, my scots different people come out and fight for me, you know. And it was such a love that I've never seen. It was good to see it in my life. Now I know how it was when that man said, I got to see the Messiah before I died. It was good to see people understand we're tired. We want to have a neighborhood type of state. We want to have a place where people can enjoy themselves, have good Mardi Gras parties, barbecues with distance right now, and have a good time helping each other and helping our children. Because really, it's all about our children. And without Mm -hmm. us leading our children, they go astray. Amen.
1: Amen. Hey, Daniel, you, you said something that I hope our, our state will continue to listen. I agree with you. I think that in all the, the trials and tribulations of, of 2020, something that we did see is that people joining hands together from different ethnicities, different cultures, and, and uh, trying to understand each other's trials and tribulations better. And, and that is what it takes. Um, and the other thing is that I say it all the time. If we don't remember to focus on our children and remember that our children are our future and make sure that we give them the right model and the right pattern and show the kindness. Um, if we don't do that, we won't have the future that we want. So it's really important for us to focus on what's important. Um, so thank you for that call. That was, that was great. Um, just in the last minute, I just want to remind everybody what I said a few minutes ago about focusing on your own mental health so that you can be good and helpful to others. So if you make no other goal or no other resolution for 2021, Um, Make sure that you look at yourself, decide what you need to make yourself feel better. Be honest with yourself and then sit down and write a list. It can be a very short list or it can be a very long list of the few things that you need to do to make yourself feel better. And then start focusing on that. Be simple. Take baby steps remember that this coming year um will have trials and tribulations too it won't be perfect but keep in mind that there will always be something good that comes out of every situation so Thank you, everybody. Thank you to our callers. If you'd like to hear the show again or any past um, episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. You know, this show is a production of Mississippi Think Radio and, as I mentioned, engineered and produced by Michelle McAdoo. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress.